Welcome into the Cold Pizza Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Flat. I'm joined by Sean Braden, and we got a we got a new we got a virgin on the call. Samuel. How are you doing, Sam? Oh, you know, just good night for popping some cherries, am I right? That's right. That's uh, right. By virgin, you mean Ready to... podcast podcast version. Oh yeah, virgin. yeah, for sure. So, for sure. So has uh has anything happened here in Knoxville lately? That's like I don't think anything's really happened. Like, it's going to be kind of boring know. here, right? I, I heard somebody say that we might have a new football coach, but I can't remember if I heard that right it's, or not. Yeah, it's a little, it's kind of crazy. Uh, kind of crazy what what's going on here. So uh, before the football coach, we uh, let's catch up on a couple things. So uh, Jeremy Pruitt and Philip Fulmer. Jeremy Pruitt got fired for just being a dumb redneck. Basically, he was paying players. Um, and wasn't even hiding it. He and he was losing on top of that. And then God, I hope he Phillip didn't pay Fulmer, Jared Garantano. Philip Fulmer decided to quote unquote retire. But it, you know, if you still cashing that check, if as long as you're not listening to to ninety nine point one Sports Animal, we'll just tell you that he he got fired. Oh, they they forced him to retire. Oh, Papaw Heavy, Jim Cheney running by McDonald's real quick, getting him a few Big Macs. Comes back, says, you know what, just, just tossing some cash in there, man. Like, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. You know, use use a few Benji Franklins as some napkins, throw it in there real quick. Hey, we got a recruit coming to Knoxville today. Here you go. Here's just some Mickey D's. You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter right. if they're coming to UT or not. Just just, just give them the bag. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hey, you know, look at Shall Eric we all... Gray and them. They're going to go win a championship at Oklahoma, and they still got paid by us. So, so so before before Philip Fulmer uh, became athletic director, he was he was very much beloved by by Vol Nation, including myself. Um, and I think I think I think I think this this three years of of being the athletic director, I think it really tarnished his legacy. You know, you hear I'm from saying, you hear from outside programs. You know, I mean, obviously other SEC programs, how much they've just always hated Fulmer. And of course, you know, UT's always like, man, 1998, like he won us a national championship. He had those, you know, his good years. Obviously, we've all kind of bought into the the being cursed since firing and ordeal. But yeah, I, th- definitely this whole situation has pretty much cut all respect that I that I did have for him. I've seen, I've seen people. That that even make the statement that this is possibly the worst AD we've ever had and possibly ever has seen the SEC. We'll have. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to it, it's hard to put into words just how bad he was, right? So he only made two. He only made one. Or no, he made two hires while he was here. He hired uh, the the baseball coach Tony Vitello. Um, actually, no, scratch that. John Curry hired Tony Vitello. The only person Philip Fulmer hired was Kelly Harper for the Lady Vols, and that still, you know, has got a lot of time to play out. Um, well, he hired Jeremy you know, Pruitt Vol- too. Well, yeah, and, and Jeremy Pruitt, but to, I mean, we the Lady Vols are used to being top five, top ten every year. I mean, they're. I don't know when they'll get back to that, but I don't know if Kelly Harper's going to be able to do that because I don't think they've been back in the top ten since she's been the coach. I will say they, that they um, just beat a number. Uh, I don't remember what number Kentucky was, but they beat Kentucky. 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 They, they hung around with UConn for a while. 
yeah, they did. They, they have a lot. They do, they definitely have a lot of talent. Um, I watched that UConn game a little bit, and uh, I think her name's last name's Westbrook. She transferred from Tennessee to Connecticut, yeah. and she was the one that actually beat us. Like she hit like four threes at the end of the game that really put put the game like nailed it. Right. Uh, but yeah, the the whole the the, the Pruitt Fulmer pairing has got to be the worst coach to coach and AD combo. Definitely that Tennessee's probably ever had, but amongst the SEC programs, probably up there with with, with that too. Well, I'll say this: I I, I look back and and from a fan perspective, you know, knowing as little as I do about the university, I don't think Pruitt was necessarily a bad hire considering our circumstances. What I do think is that, and I've heard this in the past. I've heard that Philip Fulmer is a very stubborn guy. Okay, and I know y'all have heard that too. And it proved to be true whenever he stuck by his man through the worst of the worst. And and even apparently, you know, rumor had it that he knew what was going on under the table. You know, I think and I think what really there's what, no way there's no what way what really did. had it hit home to me is after we beat Indiana in a miracle game, in a bowl game, you know, at that point that was I guess you could say an average Indiana team. Obviously, this year, um, you know, they were a little bit higher up in the rankings. But then we decide that, okay, we win a bowl game against that average Indiana team. Let's extend Jeremy Pruitt out. What year was it? Like 25 was his extension? Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we extended him at the beginning of this year. I'm just so tired of Tennessee athletics being so with mediocrity that we're like, oh, my gosh, we win this – Below average bowl game. Hey, let's extend this coach. You know, out to twenty five. When really he hasn't proved anything at that point. Here, here's here's the thing with with Fulmer too. I think is like you said. He's got you know he's very um, uh, very proud. Has I think he has a little bit of a big ego. We could have easily hired Lane Kiffin in twenty seventeen instead of Pruitt. Like I think Kiffin was at FAU still at the time. He was building up that program. I think his first year they went twelve and zero. Maybe maybe he only lost one game or something like that. But he had him rolling at FAU as soon as he got there. And you could have hired Lane then, and you didn't. And I, and there's no way he even got a phone call. There's no way he no. There's no way that he even contacted Kiffin because because of his ego. Because that's the guy that replaced him. Okay, I have a, I have even a question. That wasn't Lane's fault at all, by the way. <laughs> I have a question for all of you guys, and I'll let you answer one by one. It's just a theory. I mean, you said you said it yourself. Homer's a very proud guy. He's a very stubborn guy. I feel like he's going to push his will, whether anybody likes it or not. Do you think there's even a slim chance that this was revenge? That's deep. Hmm. I don't know, but he uh, sabotaged the university almost to the capacity of how bad it was when he got here, if not worse. But let's be honest about it. I don't think he would have done that just to get revenge. I I can definitely see. I think if there was a way he could have done it without ruining his legacy, he probably would. I can definitely see where that thought comes to play, though, because I'm going to be honest with you, boys. You know, Fulmer retires, Pruitt's fired. You know, I, I was scrolling through social media. All I saw was just McDonald's memes left and right about the University of Tennessee. And I can honestly say at that point, like, I felt rock bottom. 
you know, like the laughing stock yeah. of college football. And I mean, it's let's, hard let's, to uh, it's hard to just be there as a Tennessee fan. Let's transition into that from that into the coaching surge. So oh, the God. coaching surge wasn't as wild as the one in 2017 was. I mean, know how 2017 went, right? Like you have Shiano, you have Shiano Sunday. We get him out of there. Uh, apparently, after that, you know, he uh, we we try to we give Mike Gundy a raise like we do every coaching surge. We always get make sure he gets his raise because he always flirts with us. And Oklahoma State always ups his pay every year whenever Tennessee tries to go after him. And then you have the whole thing where John Curry goes rogue and tries to go hire Mike Leach, which looking back on it, that wouldn't have been bad. And I think at the time, everybody thought it would have still been pretty good. And then the whole thing blows up. Former takes over. He hires Pruitt. This go around, uh, you know, it was pretty quiet. I mean, I I've talk, I talked to you guys about it, and I tried to even talk to some people that I know that are kind of close to the university, and they didn't know anything. Um I didn't know Heupel's name. Heupel, when I found out about Heupel, it was probably five minutes before that article came out. I remember I texted Sean. I think I texted you, Braden, too, and and said it's going to be Heupel. So they, it was pretty – I mean, we don't even know for sure, like, who all got contacted. The only people I know of is James Franklin, and I heard today that uh, uh, Chadwell got a Zoom interview that lasted, like, 20 minutes. You know, but even even with Chadwell, one one thing I did see on Twitter is everyone was like, "Oh, you know, if if Heupel would have came to the University of Tennessee or had some affiliation with Tennessee, like everybody would love to hire." You know, because that was the big push with Chadwell, like East Tennessee guy. I mean, obviously his record and all that stuff played a part in too, which I would have loved to have seen. You know, Chadwell get the job, but it, it's been very hard for me to buy into this hire. You know, the way I've kind of thought about it is, like, Tennessee fans have had this toxic relationship with football for years. I mean, it's been my entire life. So, we, you know, we as fan base have serious trust issues with athletic directors and with coaching searches and with hires. So, I know one of the first things Danny White came in was the negativity of the fan base. But, man, you've got to give us something positive to talk about. All we've had for, you know, since 1998 is negativity. It also doesn't help that he's one ugly dude. You know, have you, I mean, have you guys seen what's, what's been going on? When, 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 when you got Lane Kiffin out here, you know, he's been rumored around to be, you know, sleeping around with freshmen. You know, even – You got Jamie Chadwell. You even got like Hughes Hookers. And then you bring in – You know, I mean – yeah, you got Hughes Hooker. You got Hughes Hookers. I mean, you know, I mean, everybody out here just slinging it around, and then you bring in this guy. Looks like a now. I did see. It looks I, like Chum Lee from Pawn Stars. <laughs> I did see some highlights. Yeah, he looks hypo at Oklahoma, and I'm telling you, guy was a guy was a stud at quarterback. He did a reverse transformation. Is what he did. I mean, he just like he he was he. I saw his picture at Oklahoma. He wasn't a bad looking guy back then, but now, whoa! Let me tell so you. So what? So where? Where? So let's uh, let's put a grade on it. Let's each of us go down the line. I'll let you guys go first. What's the grade on this hire? Are we talking? Hold on. Let me. I mean, are we talking overall or just like first impression? Like what? And, we, and what are we grading? Are we going like one out of what ten or like one out of ten? Like, no, we're going we're going like, A. Oh, just A. a okay. okay. Yeah. A B. C, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Thank you know, you. like our fantasy grades where I usually get a B plus or an A minus in the first year and end up tenth in the league. 
that kind of grade. Yeah. Actually, very very accurately describes this hire. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. I want to hear what you have to say about this hire. It's been kind of quiet. So, I'll be be honest. At first, I was thinking like C plus maybe. Um, I went back and kind of done more watching some highlights and just kind of listening to some of his talks and reading some articles. And I got to give it a B, solid B at this point. I like it. Sam, you want to go with me? You know, I'm along the same lines as Sean. Initially, you know, just the shattered heart of these guys that we really hope for to bring in and just hear, oh, Josh Heupel, like, you literally get their athletic director. He's just going to, you know, bring his coach over from Central Florida. And then what really had me discouraged is how a lot of the fan base from Central Florida on Twitter was just, like, super happy that we took him away. You know, even after an 11 and one season, which didn't really make much sense. The only positivity I have of the hire is the possibility of an exciting offense that we could potentially finally have instead of the garbage that we've had to see on the field for the last three years. Um, what I, mm-hmm. I know we're going to go into this a little bit later, but is, you know, de- defensive coordinator, like what type of defense are we looking at here? I'm, I'll, pro- I'll say B minus. You know, hanging on to a C. I'm just not bought in yet. Um, if I had to, if I had to say right now, what I initially thought of the hire, I was gonna say probably like a C. But the more I've looked into it, I'm gonna go with C plus. But I'm gonna throw this in there. There's a lot of people, you know. I I heard that in his last year, you know, a lot of people say, you know, he went what twelve and one with Scott Frost's team and then he went uh like ten and or like ten and three and then like six and four. So a downward trend. This past season, I think they had ten plus players out for like the whole year, uh for with like COVID protocols and things like that. You know, I've seen that and that kind of contributed to the six and four. They said he did what from what I saw he did about as good as he could have done with that team. That's the report that I saw. But that being said, I, I think that um, bringing him here is one thing. Um, it helps our offense, and that's the best part, and that's almost what I say. What I, what I want to say is the only part, like the only good part about it. Um, I've heard his defenses are garbage. I've heard his recruiting is garbage. So what you have to do as an athletic director and as him as a head coach is in my opinion, you got to push to keep Steele on staff, and I and I and I'm I'm I've yet to hear exactly what what exactly that is, and I'll let y'all tell me what the situation is when I'm done. But you got to keep Steele on staff the best that you can, and you got to push to keep him on staff and let him run that defense, and you got to surround yourself with coaches that can recruit. You got to keep T. Martin on. You got to keep your guys on that know how to recruit. That way, your weaknesses, all your bases are covered. And at that point, I give us a B. I give us a B. I give us possibly even a B plus higher if all those things transpire because our problem this past year starting out was not our defense necessarily. I mean, it, it trended that way for sure towards the end of the season. We kind of got, you know, we had a lot of holes. But at the beginning of the year, our defense was actually pretty stout. I mean, we made that stand against Georgia. We got all hyped. You know, we counted on our defense in a lot of ways. Our I mean, that was, score in the literal sense, over. the final stand. Because after that stand, 
we come out the second half against Georgia, and it was not the same team the rest of the season. Exactly. It wasn't the same defense either. But that being said, they still they still held their own even in the second half, but we had four straight turnovers. And I'm pretty sure two of them were straight yeah. scores, like a pick six, a fumble that got scooped. I mean, our defense was on the field a lot in that Georgia game. And then from then on out, I mean, we had, what, three, four turnovers against Kentucky. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say is we made a – as far as in the situation we're in, you know, there's sanctions coming up possibly. We're in a bad spot. You know, I think we made a decent hire. But I, as far as getting our offense on track, because that's what our problem was. But he needs to surround himself with, with good recruiters, and he needs to keep a good defense. Ryan, what's uh, what's your grade? And yeah. uh, Sean, did you give yours? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so uh, let me. I'll answer some of the questions that you had, Braden. Uh, Steele's gone. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Steele's not coming back. Uh, T Martin's gone. T T Martin maybe. Uh, I've heard some things that he that he may come back. Like. Um, <clears throat> I know that he was actually interviewing to be the receivers coach at UCF uh, last week is what I heard. I did uh, see something on Twitter about so, uh, him and Hypel having some sort of previous relationship. Yeah. Yeah. T. Martin's got a chance. I think everybody else is gone. Um, Jay Graham already took the job. Yeah, he already took that job. That's a big hit because he's a good recruiter. Uh, what I'll say about recruiting is – Tennessee recruits itself. You know, I, I, that's one of the things I follow the most probably about Tennessee is recruiting. I love getting love watching recruiting unfold. And Tennessee has, has recruited well all the time. I mean, if Derek Dooley can recruit, anybody can recruit. I mean, he recruited <laughs> Derek Rogers, Justin Hunter, Tyler Bray. I mean, no, he, Kiffin he, came, Kiffin Cordero Patterson. Right, oh, yeah, that was Kiffin. But Cordero Patterson, he recruited him from JUCO. I mean – if Derek Dooley can get people here, that you know, this this ugly M ever can. Like it, he he will be able to. Yes. I agree. What's your grade? Now as my, what's my grade? Yeah, yeah go, let me get grade, yeah, yeah, so uh I think I may have to go with Braden at C plus. I, I I would probably say C. I don't disagree with that at all. I I think that I I think if I think if he wasn't from UCF, it would be a different grade. So I think the I think the idea that we just that he just brought his buddy with him. I, I think that's you know which I, I think that kind of hurt the 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 morale of the team, be, the morale of the hire because I think fans just looked at it and said. Okay, did he really even do a recruit? Like, did he even do a, a head coaching search, or did he just know what he? I was mean, I, I, I can't remember if it was Sean or Braden that mentioned it, but you know, talking about the actual coaching staff that he's going to establish around himself, you know, is going to be the biggest thing for me because just like Bush Jones, you know, he brought his entire like the entire coaching staff from Cincinnati. Which, to be honest with you, boys, I mean, as much as much as Tennessee fans hate to admit it. Bush Jones has had one of the best seasons with Tennessee, you know, that we've had in a long time. You know, I know we've all discussed that A&M loss that year being probably one of the worst losses, in pro, you know, for the program because after that we just couldn't recover. But, you know, we get Pruitt in here. 
And honestly, I felt like him bringing these different names from the SEC, like even names we know, like Cheney, in to surround himself around that, you know, yeah, Lynn. Lynn Cheney. You know, those type of names, though, I'm like, hey, you know, maybe he's actually going to build an SEC-style staff here that can compete. But, man, I was wrong. So let me let me jump into because I got five topics I'll let us talk about. We got about probably thirty minutes left. Um, so some of the people that's coming with him is pretty much his whole entire offensive staff. Um, his his offensive line coach, which I've actually read a little bit about him, he's he's actually solid. Uh, his receivers coach is also solid. He coached at Auburn um, just two, I think it was last year or two years ago, and he recruited Seth Williams, who's a baller at at, at Auburn. Uh, he also got uh, – uh, help, me, help me with this, guys. Who's that guy that went uh, – I think he wore 18-2. He went to the NFL, played for the Steelers. Oh, um, he was there when kick six happened. I can't remember what his name was. Cody Burns? Uh, no, Cody Burns is the receivers coach, but I'm talking about the player oh, that okay. uh, that that played at Auburn. But he was a good receiver. I know he got drafted in, like, the third or fourth round. So – He's got some people to his name that he can he can recruit wide receivers and develop them. Uh, he's bringing his quarterbacks coach, which I think is a good thing because their quarterback UCF's quarterback has been good every year he's been there. They've always uh, they've been they've been you know throwing for tons of yards and tons of touchdowns. And it looks like his running backs coach is coming with him too. So pretty much everybody on offense is coming. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, nothing's been announced there yet. Uh, I think that's probably going to happen with the defensive coordinator or probably be the first domino to fall with that. Uh, like I said, I don't think Steele's coming back. Uh, I think I've heard some rumors it may be Mississippi State's. This is what this is what this possibility says. Um, uh, expected to be some back people in have the said job market, but I don't think much. But wealthier in the process, already pocketing checks from Auburn, still is set to make some nine hundred thousand dollars for his work on Rocky Top. Yeah. Steel, yeah, two weeks. Steel's, Steel's gone. He's not coming back, which really stinks because I think if you were to pair his defense with this offense, you would have an exciting. Probably team. the thing I'm most excited about is Cheney not being part of our offense anymore. His play calling this last year. I mean, obviously we didn't have the correct quarterback in the majority of the time. But play calling was any any of them. Yeah, <laughs> play calling was atrocious. Here's the thing: you don't really have. I mean, we had Chris Winkie. But listen, I think the offensive staff did, didn't know how to develop players. Uh, Butch Jones or utilize just like Butch Jones when Butch Jones was here. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about you had to wait until three fourths of the way into the season. That's what I'm saying. That's I see. That's see. Let's talk about the roster. So he, he's going to have a big year. Jalen High is going to be used a lot. Oh, yeah. I feel uh, like. Is there any word on Palmer? Jalen High is going to be used a lot. <laughs> I know. I mean, Palmer's gone. Uh, no, he. I just I know yeah, how eligibility was affected. He's in the. I didn't know. No, they still yeah, have a senior year, bowl right but now. He's in the senior yeah, bowl. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame him. <laughs> but that's yeah, another one, man. Like, I actually saw highlights. Palmer uh, even. Even when Jawan Jennings good in the and, and Callaway and those receivers were there, Josh Palmer made some very impressive catches. He just never really got a lot of recognition for it. But, yeah, man, was... this year, like, why are we not utilizing him? I mean, in my opinion, he was our best receiver. So, here, 
So I, from I think I think your three start receivers next year are going to be Jalen Hyatt. Um, I think Jimmy Callaway may start. I've I, I've heard his name a lot, and I think Malachi Malachi is going to have a big role too. Yeah, the two the three sophomores and and Valus Jones. Yes, Valus Jones will be a starter. I just don't know. I don't know if he'll start on the outside or if he'll be more of an inside receiver. And here's the really interesting one, just like it was last year's quarterback, because you got he's got a lot to work with. Oh, yeah. I, I, th- I think quarterback's going to play well next year because I think he's going to look at these guys and he's going to pick the best one, and that guy's going to play well. I mean, between you got Caden Salter, the transfer Hendon Hooker, who who looked deep, pretty decent at Virginia Tech, he's dual threat. You got Harrison Bailey and Brian Mauer. Out of those four, I don't think any four of those are just straight trash. I think you're going to get one of those four to play well. And I'll say this, not not. My prediction is going to be Hendon Hooker, and that's because I, I know he has experience with the option. And I I, I know that um, – you know, The hypo doesn't run option. I know, but, I mean, I'm just saying, like, running and passing, more of like a move-it-fast kind of guy. The option is – a lot of times when you see an option-ran offense, you're going to see a lot of you no know, huddle. You're going to see a lot of, you know, like kind of like what Georgia Tech, you know, raped us with a few years ago. We won that game. And I know that you're getting. Yeah, that game was that that game was bad. I know, but we gave up a lot of yards. Hey, yeah, if it wasn't you know, for Darrell Taylor, we would have lost that game. No, that was dang, I think us Tennessee Tooley. fans can agree a dub is a dub at this point. You know, I'm looking. I'm looking at yeah, this. You know, Central Florida record from last year. I mean, they lost a game to Memphis, fifty to forty nine. Yeah, they're they're that's what I have their schedule pulled up too. And the what I think's nice is if you think about when we lost our losses with pro when we would lose, we would get killed. Yeah. And if you look at their their year last year, yeah, they had their worst year since he's been there, but they lost about three points to a good Cincinnati team, one that went undefeated, and they lost I mean, to there's Memphis no, by one. Like there's not said, a game that they, they lost scored eight point game below to Tulsa. Points. Yeah, they got blasted. Forty nine to twenty three. So here's where um, here's the only reason I'm concerned about this hire It's not because of I don't think he's can do it, but you know Danny White was talking about oh only joining Alabama and Ohio State or whatever with like however many points again and just all these stats like comparing them with like oh you're right up here with Alabama and Clemson or Ohio State they're playing in the AAC. You know, like it's not like he's playing in the SEC. So, like, I don't really think there's a I would fair rather hear that than we're closing the gap when we lose by 28, when we get absolutely stumped right. by Alabama on the field by 28 points. And then you want to sit here and say that we're closing the gap. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, those but, type but, but, of but, comparisons are not realistic. But I don't know. I mean, if he can actually. Well, it's not well, even not realistic, get, but it's like you just can't put a lot of stock. Well, I mean, they lost to Tulsa. Like doing it against they SEC lost to Tulsa. You know, yeah, but like, but I, I get that. I get that. I get. I get that it's the SEC, Sean. But his first year that he was there, they went undefeated until they played LSU in the Fiesta Bowl, and they only lost by six. Right. Oh no, and like I say, I'm, that's that's what I'm saying though. Like, don't get me wrong, we have better talent here than UCF did, so. <laughs> we should be able to do pretty much the same thing, but we just don't know because we're just seeing a conference, AAC, that is not the strongest conference, obviously. And so, yeah, he dominated that conference, but 
he didn't do it against the same competition that he's about to do it against have to do it against this year and then moving forward. So but, but, we'll but, see. But at the same time, neither would have Chadwell. Right. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I mean, no. I, like I say, I told you this. I said, I don't care if we hire the Midwestern Missouri State quarterback coach <laughs> if he wins the games. I don't really care who we hire. I mean, since Cincinnati, Cincinnati went undefeated and they lost by three points to Georgia, and they they got luck. Georgia got lucky to win that game. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati was up most of it. So three, Cincinnati's say, a good team. They only lost them by three. So yeah, I mean, that, I I when I first heard the hire, just like we all did, we were all disappointed. We were all frustrated. The more that things have settled down, I've gotten more. I'm not excited by it. This is you know, but I'm more. This is. It's like Braden said. Okay it's like Braden okay said, though. You know, current Not situation, happy. NCAA sanctions. I mean, we've lost a few players. Fine. If they didn't want to be here, then then leave. You know, I want people at the university that want to be here because they love Tennessee and they want to win football games. But, you know, like, like you said, right. you know, given our certain situation, I mean, I hate it. <laughs> It's not one of those things that we're just going to be able to, to sit here a year and be like, oh, you know, this is a horrible hire. Like, obviously, this coming up year, I don't expect him to be. Yeah, I mean, it's almost a wash. Exactly. He's probably I mean, got a bowl. He he's probably got a bowl. Get to a bowl. We're probably not going. So we. Well, yeah. yeah. So who knows what we're about to get hit with from the NCAA? So you know, I hate to I hate to even try and put a timeline of like three or four years, but that's usually the the time Tennessee fans give. You know, it's like three years. We're just ready to clean house again. But here's here's some positives. Is uh, one I I think that he. I think he does understand the magnitude of the job a little bit. Like when I watched his press conference, he got a little choked up about, you know, his first time being able to run through the tee. He's coached here in the, you know, in Neyland Stadium. He was Missouri's offensive coordinator with Drew Locke when they put up 50 I think I was, I that, was at that. Too. Is that when we ran that, I had to uh, watch his offense that fake field goal? 50 on us. Yeah, yeah. It was a night game. Yeah. Yeah, so like he's <clears throat> been he's been in Neyland Stadium when it's been packed to the gills. And he's seen what it's like, so he oh, yeah. he. I think he understands it a little bit. One interesting thing that I saw that I was really happy to see is he already reached out to Ty Simpson, who. Oh yeah. And if you follow recruiting, he's the best quarterback prospect that's come out of the state of Tennessee in probably a decade. Um, he's the number two ranked quarterback in the nation, and he's probably going to go to Clemson unless Tennessee can swing it. And I think. With hiring Hypel, you have a chance because now he's gonna actually gonna get to put up a lot of stats. That's what uh, uh, he, ca- he, he called him. He called him the, within like the I first mean, that, two that hours that he thing, got one, Sorry, Sean, and I like that. You. I like well, it. But that was you know one quote I did see. He was like, yeah, you know, if you want to compete for championships, you've got to have a championship quarterback. You know, that was. Didn't right. does that's not a guy get who gets it. Like, it. Jerry Antonio get or that. Nothing. I heard he, he still doesn't get it, John, which I thought was hilarious. Or Giants, yeah, yeah. No, he's, well, he's with the Giants. Giants. Yeah, he was with the Giants. Yeah. Well, they first I said heard he didn't get it, then they said so, it was the Giants. So I don't know. But but that, that's the that that's the, and I, I'm glad you brought that up, Sam, because that that to me was the most important thing I thought he said in that press conference because that's I mean, where college football is going. If you don't look have at a the last few years, quarterback, you know, like, you're not I mean, one of, one of the first quarterbacks I can remember that could just sling the tater was A.J. McCarron. 
You know, I mean, just I, obviously he's always had like Alabama's always had a solid running game to go along with their quarterbacks. But, you know, even more recently, Joe Burrow. I mean, look at the stats he put up. That type of that that type of mobile Ron, I know where this is going. quarterback that can just read the pocket, get you know in horrible situations and make a play. You know, here's what Jeremy Pruitt couldn't understand. There is no more winning a quarterback or, or winning a national championship when you roll out Greg McElroy as your starting quarterback. That those days are over. Oh no, that that's see, I don't I don't agree with that, and here's why, and I'll let you finish that. But I don't agree with that just for the simple fact. Mac Jones, yeah, I mean he's what he is. He's okay. I still don't think he's a Heisman level quarterback. But Max. you give him all those receivers and those weapons to throw it to. I mean, I'm pretty sure and that even Garantano might have been able you to. You go back and watch the national championship game, receiver. bro. Look, I mean, yes. he may- <laughs> I can see it. I can see it now. Look at Sean in the Heisman <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I mean, he won, he won a championship. I mean, they won a championship, and they didn't even have Jalen Water. So, oh. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy yeah, that. They didn't even have their best – literally weapons. their best player. I mean, just, Justin Fields – you know, I mean, look look at the four teams that made the college football playoff. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, and whoever that guy yeah. is. I know <laughs> that guy, I know that name, guy right? is. I'm sure he's a I think he's, you, like, you, you have Nation to give A&M a in. chance. Tayshaun uh, M should have been in there. Yeah, A&M should have been in there and they had a killing mind. Like, come on. Every team that's in the national spotlight has a dynamic quarterback. And we go out there, we let Jared Garantano throw – two pick sixes, and then after the game, our coach says he gives us the best chance to win. What? He was Agreed. a moron. He was worse than Butch Jones. He I, was worse. I completely, no, I completely agree with Butch. Ryan there. By a lot, Sean. By a lot. No, yeah. I'll say this much. But to your point, Sean, Butch Jones actually recruiting. <laughs> but Right. Uh, well, but, I don't, but here's my point. He also recruited Josh Dobbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, here's my thing with it. Pruitt probably would have had a lot more. I think we would have been okay with Pruitt being here at least one more year had he given us Harrison Bailey or. I mean, Jason he waits. He waits until a top ten Florida game those games. I think to throw we would Harrison have Bailey as a starter. Still kept him when there has been plenty of right. opportunity to get the kids some reps. Right. Yeah, you know, I realize he didn't get fall or spring camp. My word, you know what? I just can't. Sam, I and what kind high. of idiot takes a quarterback out that went six for six on a <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And then we want to roll in Maurer when Sam, Bailey's so, starting to finally get the groove. Like, what are we doing? Earlier, so earlier before you before you move us on, Ron, I got one more thing to say. Um, before uh, before Sam, you had talked about how whether we want to admit it or not, our best season yes. of recent years was under Butcher Jones. And I'll put it. I'll put it this way. I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, the facts are the facts, but a lot, and I say a lot, of Butch Jones' success came under I the mean, talent of Josh Dobbs. You look at you look at the year you look at the year that we went, we did as good as we did in 2016. We're down 21 to three at halftime against Florida. Yeah, we come back. <laughs> yes, a lot of that has to do with Josh Dobbs. Okay, we beat Georgia, 
on a Hail Mary. More, more John Jennings. It was a lot of Josh <laughs> yeah. Dobbs. That was mostly John Jennings, but it was also a lot of Josh Dobbs. But, but I say this, but I say this. This is, this is where my point is where I bring up my point. We're how close to losing both of those games and, oh, yeah. and, and ending up at us. And, and ending up at exactly where we are right now, because we lost to right, that drop, same let, year. Let, 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 let me just drop the mic on you. This is why Jeremy Pruitt is worse. When Butch left, he didn't leave us with all these sanctions. He didn't leave us with all these scholarship reductions. Right. Not only did Jeremy Pruitt suck balls at coaching football, he left this program in shambles. We thought that you couldn't leave a program worse than what Butch left it. Pruitt did that. At least, at least during. At least like, the Bush I was not, I was not arguing, possible. you know. I mean, what what did we have in – no, I know. I was not, <laughs> arguing, I was not arguing that Pruitt was worse, that better. No, I, I, I get that, but I think he's way worse. I don't even think you can compare I I agree that Pruitt was worse than Butch. Pruitt's I'm just saying, Pruitt's yes, years are the most boring. We want to grasp so hard. We want to grasp at that 2016 season – for hope, because that's the closest we've felt to feeling good about our, yeah. our Tennessee football you, in a long time. But you, you mentioned Josh. But you don't. Get, you can't give the credit to Butch Jones. No, but you mentioned Josh Dobbs, right? Yes. So that's why. That's how you get a special go, season. Baby. You get a good quarterback, and that's what this guy has a history of. He does have a history of that, and that's what excites me. And I'll so say this about at, Butch Jones. To your point, Ryan, I think if Butch Jones was here was still here throughout Jer- Jared Garantano's entire plethora of snaps. I think he – I is it plethora? I mean, yes. it does sound better. I like saying plethora. He, I mean, he puts so much emphasis well, we on can the tell you sound like it, 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 <laughs> I've been waiting it, for – I've been waiting for 40 minutes to drop that one on you. It is more – it is It is. It is more of a pleasurable way to say that word, yes, as I, as I was saying, if Butch Jones was here during during Jared Garantano's years through the end, I think he made yeah. the change way before Pruitt. Yeah, way before, and Pruitt didn't even commit to a change; he just experimented and brought and brought Garantano off the bench. He rotated them back in when someone threw a pick. I mean, Lord, Lord, God forbid. Uh, I can't remember his name now because he transferred. Trout, Trout throws Trout. one pick, one pick on his first snap, and yet he gets yanked. How <laughs> how much does Garantano get to do before he gets yanked? He he goes through so, three years of that. So let me let me let's talk about the recruiting real quick because we all you know as we're about to wrap up. Uh, re- recruiting for twenty twenty two is, is I'm, absolutely I'm massive at it right because now. this is the best Listen. class that has come out of this state hey, in a I'm long time. You, my, I they have the number favorite, two ranked. I think my favorite signee so far is old Jamarian Gooch from Gallatin, Tennessee. Tennessee, three hundred and thirty pounds of pure Gooch. I'm telling you right now. I'm no. I'm looking at. I'm looking are at you looking at? Are you looking at 2022? I don't see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting on it. I'm getting on it. Oh, I'm talking about next. This is. This yeah, is I next mean, what? What a guy! What, I you mean, just had to mention Gooch. Uh, <laughs> so, so they're number, but the number two recruit in the whole country, big old defensive tackle, is out is out of Tennessee. Then you got Ty Simpson, who's the number two quarterback in the nation. 
Uh, Jordan James is the number three ranked player. He's a running back. Uh, the person that I'm excited about, and this is who I hope I definitely hope you're on twenty four. You're on twenty four seven. Hayden, because he's a yeah. legacy. He's a legacy. Yes. Yeah. His his dad played here, and his dad loves UT. Aaron Hayden loves UT. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a booster and everything like that. I mean, he he's big over there. And to if we if we let Dallin Hayden go somewhere else, that's really going to sting because you love to get those legacy guys. Mm-hmm. And he's the number 25 Who, running back in the country. Say? He's a top 250 player, basically. Um, Dallin Hayden, he's the number eight ranked player in the state. I have um, a number five right here. Uh, that's probably on two four set. I'm looking at the composite where they do the where they combine all of them together. Here, how about I drop a bomb on it? Your point earlier was uh, about recruiting. By the way, your point earlier was that it's not hard to recruit in Tennessee. That's true. We have an overflow of talent around this area. If we have T Martin, and if we have our the recruiting staff that we have now, that we had without minus the McDonald bags, um, back in Butch Jones's era, I mean, do we keep, do we, do we swing, do we swing Trevor Lawrence? Do we swing T Higgins? If we have we which swing, staff? The one have, that, the one that Pruitt had? Yes. Yes, because I think you definitely at least get T Higgins. I mean, that was, that's. I think, I think T comes here. I think. That's all uh, I've Amari heard. Rogers I comes here I, because yeah, I mean his dad would just be the, the, coach. the lack of uh, Butch Jones's staff to make T Higgins a priority, whereas Dabo was at pretty much all the games. Like, I mean, Dabo's just Dabo's just a great guy. Anyways, I mean, and that's what yeah. I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to I'm say. Like it doesn't take uh, a lot of effort to get decent classes here, but it takes effort to get great classes here. You get Trevor Lawrence, T Higgins, Amari Rogers. Where does that flip our program? I mean, not like not you know all the way up. Maybe not a championship level. I mean, look I what mean, look what Rogers. That puts is our program in a way better that. place if it's in but the hands of that, Trevor that, Lawrence. That, that. But see, that's 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 what I'm saying is that's why this class is so big because this is your chance to right a lot of wrongs. Like you get you get Ty Simpson. You get a quarterback like that who's a top 40 player but, in the country but, and you keep him home, that's huge. Exactly. Then you look at uh, the number the uh, number six ranked recruit, I mean, wide in, receiver. He's projected to go to Ole Miss. So Lane Kiffin's already on So you know this kid can play. It's kind of obvious, but I'm not, I'm not expecting. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not expecting. But if it's only a one-year bowl ban, I think you're good. A huge, fantastic signing class. I agree with – I agree with all of your points. What I'm trying to say is – what I'm trying to say is what what I was trying to say earlier is it does matter how good this guy can recruit. It does matter how – what he surrounds himself with as far as recruiting. But, but I, I think I agree. Go. I think because I agree why his staff is so, so important. Exactly, that's what I was trying to say. Been lacking the last few years because we've had talent here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that, yeah. That's, that's what I'm excited about because uh, – his uh, his his quarterback he had this year, I have to look him up, but I'm pretty sure he was a three star. Um, you give him Caden Salter, and let him do his thing with him. I and mean, that's I'm really excited to see who starts this year at quarterback 
because mm-hmm. I think whoever it is is going to ball out. Yeah, if I you're agree. asking me who I think, I, who I'm I just think excited is, I think for it's the offense to finally open It's either going to be Salter you know, or Hooker. Stop running freaking screen passes, you know, run up the middle. I, and I know you guys love – I know you guys love – Now, love, I, I, know you guys I do love like your, uh, Harrison Bailey, but I, I think his slow I'm not, I'm not completely – but but what's he going to do with an actual quarterback coach developing him? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. but that that slow release though worries me because I, I I mean I think his offense likes people to, you know. But, but like, the same way Rick Barnes tweaked Kevin Punter's jump shot, a quarterback coach could probably tweak a throwing. Yeah. Release. Man, you're comparing somebody to to the. I know, people. but I'm just saying. I'm saying well, listen, that, you know, that actually Hunter's shot was horrible. That actually leads Barnes me into, came in and increased it and made him more efficient with his shot. So that actually t- that actually takes me to my next point because what you're sa- what you guys are saying, I completely agree with. If you give me the choice between player development or good recruiting, I'm taking player development ten times out of ten. Because if you have both, but it, it's not nice if you have both. But the comparison I have is Rick so Barnes we, versus Calipari. Are we about to transition to basketball. Rick here? Barnes has a team full of three stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not going down that. We are not going down Rick, that rabbit hole. Rick Barnes took a team of three stars and beat Calipari's five stars in the SEC tournament. Our favorite game of all time, Ron. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Calipari's talk, one of the best. Talking about this game, you're going to have to make me act up. Calipari's one of the best recruiters in college basketball, but he doesn't have championships because he can't develop. So uh, let's let's wrap this thing up with uh, I want to get I want to get your guys' thoughts on or, or see what you guys uh, what you guys would be happy with this first season. Obviously, I think it's going to be a bowl man. I don't think they're going to be able to go to a bowl game this year. I I think at minimum you get a one year bowl man. So the whatever record you get ultimately doesn't matter because you don't know what let bowl me, game you're going to. Let me pull. But what record would you guys it. think is a success uh-huh. for his first year? I think. I got it. I got it right here. I'll, I'll read it off to you. Uh, I got Bowling Green is the opener, so we can go through the games. So Bowling Green's the opener. We all that's agree that's probably a win, right? That's a dub. You got Pitt. Pitt's the second oh, game. I'm that could be kind of tricky. I mean, that's your second game as the Tennessee as the Tennessee head football coach. I mean, it's in Neyland, which is nice, but Pitt's not a bad team. I mean, he played Pitt last year. Uh, let me see. I think he beat them. No, Tennessee Tech got oh, on the schedule. Oh, shoot. They did get on the schedule. It's your alma mater right there. So do we think do we do we think we get by Pitt? What are we thinking? Um I think I think we got a pretty good shot. I don't know that I'd call it a guaranteed win. Very good. I think we got a better shot against them than any of the other very good Nine percentage. I mean, considering the talent we're still going to have on the team, and assuming, and yeah, assuming they were si- defense, they were six actually, and five last you know, year. show up now and be decent. Because I, I really have no doubts on the offense. So that, so that means you're three and zero going I'm, into going into Gainesville. That's that's gonna be a tough Gainesville for me. Like, if it was that's at home, loss. I think we got a better chance because I mean, you look, they're losing you know, Kyle Trask. They lost said Kyle that before, though. So I you mean, don't know what their offensive identity is gonna be. So it's an L. 
I know. That's a loss. That's a but loss. those are big. Until, those are big time players. Until, I mean, until Tennessee beats Florida again, I'll, I'll have to see it to ever predict. To ever I predict. What game predict, I'm excited about? Predict Saturday, October sixteenth, the Newman Stadium. Oh yeah. The the Rebels coming to town. I the knew. Lane train rolling into Knox that. Vegas. That's. I th- now he yeah. I think Kiffin is going to drill our eyes shit. No, I think I think it's going to be a shootout. I think if anything, it's going to be a shootout because at that point, Florida, you've had you've played six Florida, games Missouri, to and South Carolina get and your chemistry together. I think it could now, go into that now, game five and one. Maybe that that's best. Four, we should be. I say four and two is the worst that we'll go into that game as. And, and, yeah, I think we'll beat Missouri. And Missouri's yeah. going to be tough, though. Missouri, yeah, Missouri's definitely not a not a really well walkover game. Oh, of course, man. after Lane comes in, bends us over a rail and shows us the fifty states, we have to go to Bryant Denny in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah, and and then you go at and then you go at if Manny, there was which any, is going to be that's what I'm about to say. That's, yeah. that's not even just that's the United States. That's the states, states of all there. the other countries. We're getting bent over a barrel and shown. Which at that's after a bye. And then you got that's at Kentucky, which should be a dub. Yeah. Which, um, I want to. I don't want to ever see us lose to Kentucky. So ever, listen, man. I don't care you, how many people. What's that? Georgia, I mean, honestly, you Georgia I, I don't think I've year, ever though. felt you more shame in Knoxville, which could be interesting. Of Tennessee, but besides Georgia State loss, and possibly the BYU loss, but that Kentucky game this year, boys, like I, I mean, I was at a low point mentally with Tennessee football. So Sam, if you're if you're AD, if you're AD. Are Kentucky and Vanderbilt is automatic game? Not this coming year, no. Vanderbilt, possibly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason we should lose to Vanderbilt next year. At what point, if you're an AD, at what point, if you're looking at Josh Heupel, and you're you're thinking, at what point, if and and, and Danny White's going to be a pin is is going to be a little He's biased. Fire it was guy. a man at Central Florida. Brains already trying to set. Brains already. No, no. God dang! It's his first hire. Brains, I love it. Brains, I love it. I love you. I have the same view. Let's fire this guy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's bring in Kevin. At what point do you say this is a mistake? No, that's that's was a mistake. How far? How long do you give him? Uh, no, not no, um, not. Th- I, I think. I, not I this think. Year. I, I think when they play Ole Miss and he comes in here and Daddy drills our eyes shut, I think that's when we fire him on the spot. If we lose, no, listen, and we listen, rip if those we Ole Miss clothes off his of and we put him on his own. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't fire him this year. You, because you got to think, if you fire him after not even the full Sean, year, Sean, listen you're never going to get a listen big time coach to Vanderbilt, think they're going to get fired. The, the Vanderbilt commodes come in here to Knoxville on November 27th. Their female kicker Commodes. kicks the game-winning field goal. We are the absolute it's the game bottom of the barrel at that point. Like, 
Listen, the point I'm trying to make, I know y'all jumped the gun a little bit, Ryan. I know we're both on the same thought path here, but listen, if this guy win, if this guy wins and if this guy wins a natty, I still want Lane Kiffin. Man, listen, here's my here's what my original thought was. Here's what my original thought was going to be, and Ryan, we'll get to that thought too. My original thought was going to be at if you're the AD this season. At what at what happens at what point does the thought cross your mind? At what point does the first time I made a mistake cross your mind? What happened? What what has to happen for you to I say mean, that? Lose to Bowling this Green. Year, to say I may have made a mistake. Um, uh-huh. You lose okay. the first game and then you call Lane Kiffin. I think you. I think if you lose, I think if you're not six and. Uh, let's see what I'm looking at here. I think if you're not at least six and four by the time you get to that um, last two games, the last two games, I think it's a bad, bad year because there's no way we should lose to Bowling Green or Pitt. I don't think. I mean, I, I know I said I mean, I'm a guaranteed win, but I think Pitt should be a win without. I mean, I'll you know, I'll joking aside, I'll joking aside, I think. I, I think you're, you're not firing him this year. You're probably not firing him next year. You probably have to really. You know, really crap the bed to to have him come back or or fire him that third year. So I think he's got a lot of time. I think it's a six year deal, so he'll probably at least get half that. Um, so it's gonna <laughs> have to be twenty twenty four before we we uh, start tracking the planes again. Uh, I anticipate us being back here in three years, and I anticipate Kiffin's already won a natty, and it's gonna be impossible to get him to come. Back. I don't. I don't so know we, about we natty, have screwed but, the opportunity. I'm telling you, Lane Kiffin will be the chosen the one. First of Saban's assistants to get that dub. He almost did it this year. First year at Ole Miss. Yeah, he'll be the first Saban assistant to beat him. But Brain, is there anything that Kiffin could do, or could is there anything that Kiff is there anything that could affect the way that we look at Lane Kiffin? The real, I the think real Tennessee t- fans are going to be in love with Lane Kiffin for the rest of the time. I think there's, I think, I think there's one thing that Kiffin can do that could turn my eyes from him in a coaching surge, and that is to become gay. <laughs> God, that took a different turn. Come on, Daddy. That would, uh, you know, that would enhance. That's what I'm saying. The love <laughs> <laughs> that, listen, Why Kiff, I. Kiffin, if Kiffin would have came here, this is why I think Danny Watt's a little bit of a moron. I think if you hire Lane Kiffin, you show Dude, who runs just, that I university. Mean, I'm, because everybody I'm getting, there's not a single person today that's upset about Lane Kiffin. I'm getting except for maybe your mom. thinking about no, there's, Lane there's walking quite up to the a few podium, just flopping that thing out, you know, just telling, just telling us how it's going to roll, you know. All right. Uh <laughs> This is Sean, this is turning a little differently than I thought it was going to go, y'all. Sean, do you do you have this love for Lane Kiffin like we do? I, well, I mean, I told you I was like he's probably my number one choice during the search. I mean, I know you said that all Tennessee fans were being unrealistic and thinking he might come here, but I just I don't know i i can't I can't fault the guy for something he did twelve years would ago. Would you Would you say that you Would you say that you love him? I mean. I'm not gonna lie. When I when I heard there was talk about they might even have Dude, called I him want the to interview, I was I got a little aroused. I'm not gonna lie. About I, it. I think that would 
at least ease my mind that maybe he just like was, you know, maybe he did just turn it down. That would ease my mind. But, you know. Right. I think I think the sanctions caused a lot of coaches that probably Agreed. would have been in play normally to Maybe say, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not going to play. Right, Matt, Matt Campbell's not going to come here. James Franklin's not going to come here with NCAA sanctions looming over their head their first year. Yeah, all right, guys. Let's get your uh, let me get your your project your predictions for this um, for this year, and then we're gonna get them out. I, I'm looking at it right go now. Ahead. I can Somebody. go first. Uh, who, what's our schedule like again? Uh, okay. Uh, that's Bo- definitely. A yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. All right, Bo- Bowling Green. Just go down I'm the list and give win. a win or loss on Hit. each game. I'm with Sean. Up in the air. I said dub. The Golden Eagles of Tennessee Tech. That's a dub. So. Oh yeah, definitely a loss. No, I've actually seen some of the players. It's, it's a loss, right? Pitiful. So definitely a dub. So we're three and zero. We're definitely losing Florida. I say we lose against Missouri. Uh, beat South Carolina. Lose to Ole Miss. Lose to Alabama. Mm-hmm. At Kentucky, that's also a toss up. I hate to even say that. That's, I, I think we pull that one out. Lose to Georgia, beat South Alabama, and beat Vanderbilt. So you got one, two, three. Yeah, I think we. I think realistically, we could go seven and five. You got but seven and five. That Kentucky game toss up, possibly six and six. Yeah, I do too. But what about you, Brad? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree with Sam and say seven and five. Uh, I'm gonna lean. I want the ball inside of me wants to say eight and four, but I want to I want to say we'll pull off something we don't expect. But the reason I'm gonna stick with seven and five is because I I think those toss ups will win because they're toss ups because of the offenses we've had in the past. The reason we lost to Kentucky. I mean, even with an even with a really good offense, we could have beat Georgia this year. I don't think we'll (laughs) struggle with Kentucky. But I but I think yeah, I think that we'll beat Missouri Hmm. too. You said we'll lose to Missouri. I think that I think that I think that hype will go in. Missouri motivated. Do you want on there? Are y'all ready to? It's it's nothing but old fart negative ball fans on there. Oh God! Sure, I'll post you on there. Is the next thing they're gonna make fun of when I say this? So I say I got two scenarios. If we get the defensive coach or the defensive coordinator hired right, and we actually put somebody in there that can play defense and get us to be able to maintain a little bit and keep scores from getting up above 50 from the other team. I think we go nine and three, just losing to the big guys, the Florida, Georgia, and Alabamas. But if you don't get that coaching higher out for defense coordinator, I say seven and five is the best we can do. I got to be optimistic. I mean, I think to, to five or seven, to buy in a little six. bit to Sean's argument I, there, like I just, I think, honestly, I, I think you, get, gonna... you get a good defense to stop that explosive offense. I mean that's definitely a possible win. Yeah, that's. So I'll I take think this. I'll say this. I'll say eight and four. Then we'll say eight and four because Ole Miss th- is one of those that, like, you know, Alabama had a really good defense and they couldn't even stop them. So if I, I'm I, putting, 
If I'm putting money down right now on our record, I say seven and five is my is my most honest answer going down to possibly six and six. Okay. I think I think you're gonna lose Pitt. I think you're gonna drop Pitt. I think you're gonna lose Florida. I think you're gonna lose Missouri. I think you're gonna lose to Ole Miss, Bama, and Georgia. That's how I have it. So I, I think you're gonna drop Pitt because I think it's gonna be one of those games drop, that you go into drop like Pitt, be, like uh, BYU who we just got oh, yeah, out by, and then you drop it. Yeah, maybe. I, I, that's why I just I'm not. I I hope that uh <clears throat> I hope it's better than that, but. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for tonight's show. We'll probably I'm come down. back and hopefully do this next week. Hopefully we can get back on a weekly basis and, and, and start, and start talking a little bit more. We can next time, next podcast, we can switch gears and go NBA. Uh, you know, we'll have Super Bowl reaction too, or no, we'll preview the Super Bowl because Super Bowl is next Sunday. Uh, oh, for sure. So we'll talk a little bit more different sports next week, but, uh, it was fun talking to you guys. Let's do this next week. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right, guys, you guys have a good, good rest.